Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning. I'll be reading from Psalm 4 this morning if you want to follow along. Answer me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts, on your beds, and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I, uh, I was, I was uh, reminded this week, or uh, yeah, came across uh, a New York Times sort of best TV episodes list of 2020, a particular show that was on that uh, list. Also uh, topped some IMDb lists of uh, sort of number one kind of television episodes, uh, generated some conspiracy theories, created some conflict, right? So it had climbed up the reviews and stuff, this sort of top of this list, and then uh, there was some conspiracy theory that maybe some anime fans were pulling it down, didn't like its whole, not, it's nothing against anime fans, if that's you in the room. Uh, but uh, had some uh, this particular episode, beautiful soundtrack in the background uh, from uh, uh, an English composer, uh, Jupiter from the planet's suite. It was just lovely. Any any uh, any guesses as to what this show might have been? Twenty twenty, one of the top episodes of the sh- of, of the year. Say again. Uh, no, maybe uh, it might have been on the list, but that's not the one I'm going for. I realize now. I've asked you. <laughs> But uh, I don't know any other shows on the list. So uh, the one, uh, say again? Nope. Uh, it, it was Bluey. Uh, yeah. That's right. Thanks, Lisa. Right? It, it was a particular episode of Bluey. Yeah, you guys are like, I just lost half the room. Like, I'm done. Yeah. You guys are like, last week was the fifth Sunday. All the kids were in here. You missed your, you missed your opportunity. But, uh, man. All right. Does anybody not know what Bluey is? It's an animated show, right? It's, an, it's a cartoon of a family of blue healers in Australia. It's worth it just for the accents, right? They're only like seven-minute long episodes, and man, they pack a punch. They, 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 they can just like, they fill those seven minutes with so much humanity. It's, it's, it's worth it, all right? So this particular episode is called Sleepy Time. <laughs> It's called Sleepy Time, and it's, it's a, uh, the, the younger sister, whose name is Bingo, Bluey's little sister, is trying to fall asleep. And to kind of frame the show, all the normal stuff, read again, another page, all these kinds of things, but there's an interaction with her mother that kind of frames the rest of the show, and this is what she says, Mom, I want to be a big kid and sleep tonight. Uh, when I sleep tonight, I want to wake up in my own bed. And her mom, her, her mom's name is Chili, she says, you do your best, honey. I'll, I'll attempt an Australian accent, but that would be terrible. Uh, you do your best, honey, but remember, I'm, I'm always here if you need me. You guys are already tearing up. I see it. Right? 
right? This beautiful moment, right? It occurred to me as I was, I, I remember that episode, I haven't watched it with the kids, and, but I, it struck me like in 2020, like did, did that story strike a nerve, right? At a moment when uh, sort of the world's ache, I realize I'm putting a lot of sort of uh, pressure on Bluey here, but when the ache for security uh, in a world that had just been like turned upside down, I was like, oh man, right, I, I wonder people love this episode. Uh, I hear in it refrains of the prayer that Bailey read for us this morning, particularly the end of the prayer in verse 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalm 4, interestingly, is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, a beautiful pair with Psalm 3. Um, the, both of them contain references to sleep. Psalm 3, kind of the wakefulness coming, uh, speaks of waking. And in the sort of history of the church, each of these psalms and continue to be, hold a prominent place in the sort of morning and evening prayers of the church. So whether you're a morning or evening person, there's something in the psalms for you, right? Er, early bird, thanks, uh, or night owl. Um, but uh, this, this beautiful psalm here, I think, that speaks of that kind of ache for security. I lie down and sleep in peace. It, it reminds me, uh, because, you know, you guys know, I thought we should just try it, but uh, the childhood sort of nighttime songs like row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. You guys want to do it in rounds? No? All right. We'll, we'll keep going. Right? It's just like, what a beautiful picture, sort of blissfully drifting away to sleep. Life is but a, a dream. I mean, it's lovely. It's beautiful. I lie down and sleep in peace safety. But, but, I, but I pick up the rest of Psalm 4, and I'm struck with the reality that it is, uh, offers me a slightly different and I think much more accurate picture of the way life works, right? If all we had was verse 8, then by all means, merrily, merrily, merrily along, you enjoy your dreamy life, right? But, but, but verse 8 comes at the end of, a, of, of, of a, uh, several other sort of expressions of prayer. It's, it's not a psalm about sleep. I don't want to give that impression and are conflicted culturally. There's a lot of chat these days about our conflicted relationship with, with sleep. So it's not really about sleep, but it is about all the things that want to creep up in our life, our hearts and our minds in that moment, as we see happening here with David, who uh, wrote this prayer. Right, that when everything else is finally quiet, it's that moment when, when you're left with all the stuff, the noise of all the stuff that you may or may not want uh, to face. We, we feel, I think we feel that move in the middle of, of the psalm, verse 4. Uh, he's sort of responding to, he's, he's, as we'll see in a moment, he's expressed sort of frustration at some things that are going on around him and his, his sort of declaration into those frustrating places is be angry and, and don't sin. It's kind of be still, right? Quiet your hearts as you uh, sort of lay, lay yourself down to rest at night. Be angry and do not sin, a, a refrain that's picked up in the New Testament. But it's this image of agitation, right? The implication is like, oh, in this moment I am agitated. Trembling is a word you might find in some versions of this prayer. It speaks of restlessness right here in this moment. It's, it's a sense in which I, I, I want to use the phrase like sleep is ha haunted, right? You come to this moment and of all the things that could fill your life that kind of haunt this moment of sleep, life is decidedly not a dream. 
That's the confession of this feeling, this expression. Um, in fact, in fact, one of the few places where, where the reality, that reality settles over us, uh, there are a few places like this moment of sleep where, where that reality wants to just sort of come home to us in ways often we're not prepared for. It's why I think there are things like, you can, did you know you can take a sleep master class, right? Right? Yes. Crazy, or maybe great if you've done it. I don't know. I shouldn't have passed judgment on it. I don't know, right? There's all sorts of tools to help you sort of measure the productivity of your sleep because it's elusive, right? Because oftentimes in that moment, we're restless. Or to put it more sort of anecdotally, in the words of a comedian, uh, Irby, she says, uh, hello, 911, I've been lying awake for an hour each night for the past eight months, reliving a two-second awkward experience I had in front of a casual acquaintance three years ago, right? The restlessness of sleep, uh, it came home, it came home uh, to me, haunted my own sleep uh, recently, if you'll allow me. Uh, I was watching Bluey with my children. At this stage of their life, they're now 10, I'm the, I'm, I'm the main reason we watch Bluey, because I want to, right? And uh, one of them plays along, the other one's like, okay, it's only seven minutes, right? Uh, but we were watching it, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, the same sort of scenarios. The parents are so imaginative and creative. They were tired from a New Year's party, and the kids are like, be creative with us. We're so tired, we can't. But they finally come around. And in that moment, one of my children, like, there was no humor here. She looks at me and says, I wish you played with us like that. What? Right? Talk about haunting my sleep, right? I was like, all right, we're done with Bluey, right? Wasn't that fun? No more. Um, but I wonder, uh, as we sit with this prayer from David, what, what, what haunts his sleep, right? What is, what is the source of this agitation to which he feels the need to respond and, and invite others into uh, rest here, right? As David approaches night, a man, a person like you and me, as he approaches night, and as that moment comes with the all-too-familiar sort of pull of, of, of stepping back into regrets we may carry or to brood on past wrongs or, or present sort of circumstances and, and all the things we feel in the pull of that moment. What, what does David feel in this psalm in the pull of that moment? Verse 2 tells us he, one is humiliation, right? That he's attempting to live his life and, and in the midst of the sort of faithful life, he, he feels uh, he has been slandered. Right? He carries into this moment the pain of hurtful words that his reputation is being slandered and shamed. Verse 2 also tells us that he brings into this moment a, 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 a feeling of um, uh, like the effect of lies in his life, that he's trying to sort of walk this path and around him, how long will you love vain words and seek after lies? He says this feeling of perhaps solitude in the midst of this walk that he is on. Some suggest that wrapped up in that language of lies is idolatry, right? How long will you just chase after all these things, feeling maybe the pull of them or the effects of them in his life and, and in the kingdom in which he's been uh, called to, to lead, feels the pull of humiliation, the weight of sort of uh, solitude. Verse 4, I think, gives us a sense of exasperation, right? Be still, like don't be angry. Uh, an admission that in this moment, all the frustration I feel in this moment, all the things I could express here, there is an acknowledgement that there's tension here. Verse 6, I think, is an interesting one. There are many who say, who will show us some good? You, you feel the gloom. You, you, you feel a, a tone, a hint of a gloom in this expression. Who will show us? some good. 
I think as we sit with these words from David, whether the expressions are his or his feelings in response to the expressions of the people around them, I think it's clear that they weigh on him, that he takes them into this moment of rest, right? They pull, they drag, they, 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 they agitate, they lead to restlessness. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream? I, I don't think so, Right? When, when, my, when my kids were smaller, we, uh, maybe you, you know, like there are other sort of verses to that song. Did you know for children? I didn't. I didn't know. We used to sing different versions. Let's, we're going to test your, uh, I don't know, poetic skills. You guys ready? I'm not really, uh, you ready? Row, row, row your boat. This was one gently, um, let's see, gently down the stream. If you see a crocodile, don't forget to scream, right? Yeah. Row, 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 row your boats gently down the river. If you see a polar bear, don't forget to shiver. Yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, row, row, row your boat gently to the shore. If you see a lion, don't forget to roar. Right. It occurs to me now that those are slightly terrifying images to run your children through right before bed. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I wonder, though, I'm like, this feels like it, this, that, this feels like a much more accurate picture of life, right? like metaphorical crocodiles and bears and lions. I know you want to say, oh, my, but it doesn't quite work. I thought about it. Right? I, I don't know what those are for you, but you definitely get this sense as David picks up this prayer that we just want to read a sort of formal language or scripture, all those kinds of things. It's beautiful. and stitch it on a pillow, all those things, yes. But he gets to, he gets to that moment of rest not, not because life is a dream, right? His sleep is haunted in this moment. And, and I, I wonder for you and me this morning, what, what, haunts, what haunts your sleep? When you lay down at night and rest and the house is finally quiet, like what, what, what haunts your sleep? Maybe it's these same questions. How long? How long? Maybe it's, who will show me some good? Or what, what, what feels sort of that quiet in your life? Maybe like David, it's the lingering effects of divided, broken, or bitter hearts that wants to creep in in this prayer as he takes in the world around him and tries to make sense of it. Those same uh, expressions of emotion want to find uh, a way out in your life as well. Maybe it's just exasperation. The exhaustion of a moment when those silence may be happening around you, you're filled with all kinds of noise inside. What, what haunts your sleep this morning? I, I, I think sitting with that feeling in the heart of this psalm is what, is what makes where he lands so remarkable. Right? That, that he would take us down that stream and all of its twists and turns and land and uh, in peace, I both lie down and sleep. Uh, I don't think we appreciate that conclusion without acknowledging sort of all the space he, he takes us through in the middle. And look where he lands, right? Like, lift up in verse 6, the light of your face, God, lift up your face upon us. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. So even though there's flourishing around me, my life is broken somehow in this moment, I know joy and then in peace I both lie down and sleep. For you, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. 
It's, it's beautiful. It echoes other passages of Scripture, the, the, perhaps the familiar refrain of blessing from Numbers in the Old Testament, right? Uh, where, where the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. This imagery, I think it's interesting that, that, that he explicitly says, I will both lie down and sleep. The implication, the feeling is that sleep comes quickly. Sleep comes at once. That in spite of all of these things that would, that would want to create a pretty wide gap between that moment of lying down and rest, something about uh, his movement in the world closes that gap. And he tells us, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. The feeling of being unafraid, regardless of circumstances. Again, I suggest to you, there is no merrily, merrily, merrily life is but a dream in this psalm. But there is most definitely peace, joy, and safety. And, and what makes the difference? I think what David does for you and me in this prayer as we pick it up is, 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 is he reminds us that the one who, who holds us is able to speak peace to what, what haunts us. Right, that, that what makes the difference for the things that haunt your sleep is, is, is coming back to the one who holds you. It's the bookends of the prayer. He begins at the beginning, answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. And then he finishes, for you alone make me dwell in safety. He, it's, like he, it's like he just, I'm just going to put it out here right at the beginning. I, 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 got, I got lots of stuff I got to cover in between all the lions and tigers and bears, you know. But, but I'm just going to put it, I'm just going to drive the, you know, nail in here right from the start. God of my righteousness. God who's, who will defend what is right. So there's this sense, this appeal to his character, his uh, injustice, but, but it's also personal. The God of my right, my righteousness. This language that calls to mind a whole history of God's presence and faithfulness all throughout. The God of my righteousness. The God who, because of Jesus Christ, is literally my righteousness and yours. It's a, it's a moment, I feel like, a movement where David in this prayer invites you and me to remember the one who holds us such that he can speak peace to what haunts us in the midst of what haunts us. If you'll indulge me one more time, I'm going to take you back to Bluey. And uh, uh, the, the, the end, I'm going to, spoiler, it's still worth the watch, all right? She, she goes to sleep and then it becomes uh, uh, the one. Someone this morning used the word trippy. I, I don't know, but it's a very sort of like flying through spacey sort of space, right? Uh, it's beautiful. The music is beautiful, uh, and and and, and it's, there's a moment, right? You, you gotta watch it. But sh uh, the the writers expand on the move uh, that they make at the beginning, right? So they're awake and they have this interaction. Remember, you know, uh, I'm always here with you, right? You're like great. But at the end, the writers expand. And so, you know, Bingo's flying through space with her stuffy. And, uh, you know, it's pretty gnarly and fun. And the music is beautiful. It's worth it. Sleepy time. You should watch it. Right? You don't have to. Uh, uh, that's obvious. But, uh, but if you do, it'll, you'll love it. Right? So she comes face to face with the sun. Right? And it's blazing heat. 
I know it's just a cartoon, but like, bear with me. And in this moment, she, you know, the voice of her mother um, greets her again. Right? She's trying. Remember, she's trying to. She's trying to be a big kid. Wake up in her own bed, and she hears her mother in this moment say, "Remember, I'll always be here for you." But but, but then she presses it, even if you can't see me, because I love you. Right? I know it's just a cartoon. I know it, and I'm asking a lot of it. But it occurs to me that that's the move that David makes here, the security that brings him rest in the midst of, 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 of all the twists and turns of his life is the promise that he is held by another, another who is for him his righteousness. And that it's in that holding that all that haunts him sort of finds its proper place. You guys remember the childhood prayer, now I lay me down to sleep? Yeah, maybe. Uh, and, and it's a beautiful prayer. I prayed it as a kid. I, you know, but it strikes me, but that, that's the hard part. That's the part that tends to be challenging, the laying down bit. That was true as a kid. It's true of my life as an adult. I, I don't know where you are in that, but the invitation from this prayer, this psalm, is that you can lay it down because you are held by another. I, uh, in our home, you know, everyone relates to sleep differently and uh, it finds expression in all kinds of ways. Um, in, in our home, some of the conversation around sleep uh, has been interesting at times, right? Like kids are afraid sometimes to sleep. And one of the expressions of that fear in my home has been the fear of being the last one awake. And it's been a pretty gnarly one for uh, our household. And uh, as a dad, I'm just like, I will stay awake, but I feel the limitations of my humanity, right? Please, no, right? Like, uh, but the fear of being the last one awake. I pick up a prayer. I pick up a prayer like Psalm 4. And I suppose the promise of this psalm is the promise that you are never the last one awake. That whatever haunts your life that wants to keep you up, right? Because you you got to be the last, you know. You, the, the promise of this prayer is that you are never the last one awake. That God holds you and he is your righteousness. And resting in that, not your own righteousness, not your own efforts to remedy whatever it is that keeps you awake, not any of those things. Resting in his righteousness for you. You find the one who brings peace. Such that you get to the end of this psalm and you pray with David. You pray with David in peace. I will both lie down and sleep because you, oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. Will you Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at parkcitykc.com.